All right. Somebody just complimented my head, Minna. And it's, we're also rolling, by the way, if you're wondering. I like how I just said rolling as though I'm a movie producer. All right. Are you ready? We're going to do it on three. One, two, three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have a diet. Special coke. occasion. Very. When's the last time you had a soda? Uh, probably like in Belgium. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. Feels I mean, good. I'm glad I corrupted you. University is changing me, but yeah. You gonna drink it? Take it. <laughs> there you go. Take a sip. Yeah, cheers yeah. to you. All right. How's that taste? Incredible. Victory. Special occasion. <laughs> special diet coke. Thanks. With my favorite person in the world. What? <laughs> Man. I love to hear that. Okay. Before we get too far into this, I want to have a little bit of a monologue here. This is what we usually do. I'm wearing a hat. That's a special occasion. This is the 20th episode. Oh, wow. You are the 20th episode of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. Special announcement. I wanted to do something special, and we are going to be on Spotify and iTunes. I'm on Spotify right now. If you look up the Pursuit of Happiness with Jackson Cano, I'll be there. I'm pending iTunes approval, but I think it'll happen. And we have a very special guest for our 20th episode, somebody that I've been trying to pin down for approximately <laughs> a while, but that's okay. Our schedules never really went together that well, but that's all right. We're here now. He's a good friend. He's from Belgium. That is exciting. Yes, correct. His name is Menno. Menno, welcome. Thank you, Jackson. It took us a while. Yes, it did. You're one of the few people that said they wanted to be on the podcast that I actually wanted to have on the podcast that I finally got on the podcast. So it's a very momentous occasion yeah. right now. I'm also happy that the Diet Coke didn't splash on me because <laughs> I shook it around a little bit by accident in my I think I think you, you've you asked me for the last three months if I wanted the Diet Coke. But. Oh, I finally got you. <laughs> it feels good. All right. So have you ever been on a podcast, Mino? Uh, Once before, I think. But this is way more special, so I'm excited. I got you. And you said the once before was just about your language? Yeah. Uh, Cody Thompson is my uh, sweet mate. Oh. And he did a project about... Uh, just like how, yeah, just like international languages, and okay. he just invited me on the podcast. Which does I he have his own pad podcast? No, it was just for school. But I gotcha. Well, I can tell He's you, not I as fancy as you, though. Well, thanks, <laughs> I'll tell you, I had the privilege of meeting Cody at the last party I attended. Oh, yeah, the second party I've been to. He was having <coughs> a good time. I will tell you, I wasn't having the greatest time. I had some beer in my hair. I still stayed sober, oh. though, but that's all right. So, let's talk about. Like, we're going to get into the whole premise of the podcast a little mm -hmm. bit, but we need to get some more backstory on you. I think you have an interesting story compared to most people I have on the podcast. So where are you from? So I'm from a really small town, which is called Rumst. Okay. So as Jackson said, I'm from Belgium, a really small country with even a more small uh, city. It has about, like, 15,000 people? people in it, okay. which is, like, I think American people come, like, get it how small it is I like you literally know everybody almost there um, and yeah in the beginning when I came to the UIS here some people thought that Belgium was the capital of Germany oh really That's I've heard any, anything so okay. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me anymore that people don't know where, where Belgium lays but so yeah alright uh, well, so what language do you speak there by the way um, so my mother language is Dutch uh, I was right okay. um, but we in school we had to learn two other like three other languages mm -hmm. uh, because Belgium has three official languages which is Dutch like Flemish that's our dialect uh -huh. um, French and German okay and 
the language I'm speaking now, which is English. That's so. I believe you're quadlingual. <laughs> How's that work? Kind of, yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Now everybody. It has some. It has some advantages. So you learned English far before you came to the U.S. Yeah, I had English for four years, I think, in high school, and yeah, just listening to TED talks and. Really? Uh, listening to the podcast of Jackson Knope. Oh, I, I'm sure you did plenty of that. Okay. Oh, no, yeah, it helped me a lot. So, yeah, here I am. Okay, so tell me why you actually <coughs> wanted to be on the podcast. Um, I think one of the first times that I met you mm-hmm. was in Lincoln in the Lounge. Okay. I believe. Yeah. And just, I don't know, you introduced, me to, you, you introduced yourself to me and <laughs> just immediately, like, I don't know, I just... You're such a great person. And <laughs> okay, thank you. No, like, just our first conversation was already, like, super interesting, like, super calm, and I just felt comfortable. And then I heard that you had a podcast. Yeah. Which, um, I just know, it's like a, a normal conversation, so that's what I like about this. Well, I'm very excited. I'm glad that we've become friends. I'm assuming you were in Lincoln because of Taryn at the time? Yeah, I got correct. You. you started dating somebody here in America. Yeah, yeah. You're about to go home and over the summer. Of course. Um, I met her around October, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually my first girlfriend. Uh, really? Oh, special. congratulations. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to be my last. <laughs> well, that's even better. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're planning a, on going on a road trip uh-huh. uh, to Italy because my parents have a like a vacation house there. They're like a cottage vac- or something? Yeah, they have like a vacation house. They okay. rented there. So we're going to start in Belgium and then uh, visit a couple of countries to end up in Italy, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that is. I think it's going to be the, f- yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the first time for Theron to visit Europe. Europe. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's going to be special. Is it going to be sure. just you two and your parents? Yeah, so we're traveling by ourselves because my, my parents, they will leave uh, earlier and they will just be there. They'll meet you guys there? Yeah. So I'm just driving and... Having it and we'll have a good time. Man, that's <laughs> I'm pretty amazing. sure about that. <laughs> okay. So, like, how's that going to work out? You guys just going to, like, stop in certain places at yeah, a time? Yeah, so our plan right now is we start in Belgium and visit a couple of countries to show her what Belgium is like. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to cross through France, uh, Luxembourg, of course, and then come back over Switzerland. Okay. So the goal of our trip is not really, like, to see as many places as we can, but just to like enjoy explore, yeah, explore okay. Europe and just visit the authentic cities. And I'd imagine she's excited too. Then yeah, I got gotcha. you. So do you like it here, by the way? Yeah, UIS. Well, just like America in general. America in general? Mm-hmm. That's a big question. Um, yeah. There's so yeah. I'm sure you get homesick, but still. <coughs> um, so are you asking about like the experience here, or just yeah. in general? Um, I'll just explain why I came here in the first place, or I why you. I choose UIS. Um, I'm gonna scoot this a little bit closer to you, just okay. in um, So one of the reasons that I wanted to do this whole adventure, and I say as a student athlete here, uh-huh. uh, one of the like requirements that I put on, put forward for myself, uh, was to like go to a place where I didn't know anybody. Yeah. yeah. Which might be might seem scary for a lot of people, but for me it was like my priority because. Throughout my whole childhood, I was, I couldn't really say that I was happy, uh-huh. which seems hard, but I was still enjoying everything, but I just, there you was something, there was, yeah, there was something missing, 
and I just knew that there was something about not knowing anybody around like when you arrive some, some, somewhere you don't have anybody to like say where to go what to eat like what party to go to like mm-hmm. to introduce yeah you have, you have you have to make your friends like you have to make the friends all by yourself yes exactly. and I don't know like you just doing that you you have to stay true to yourself and if you stay true to yourself you'll probably be closer to finding your happiness I think I think that's very profound yeah I will tell you we do have a similarity needless to say I didn't cross an ocean but I <laughs> tried to pick a college yeah, but where sometimes I didn't it, it just takes a you don't have to cross an ocean or go to another country you're just exploring new things and widening your perspective I think I respect that immensely yeah. not too many people can say that they went someplace on their own by yeah. themselves but that's the whole thing about like people always say like oh it's crazy you're going to America and I'm like yeah but you can just try something new or mm-hmm. have the same experience like for example Matthew is my my roommate and he comes from he lives in New uh Newfoundland? No, uh, New Hampshire. New oh, Hampshire. <laughs> I almost messed it up again. So he lives in New Hampshire, which is like 20-hour drive, I think. Yeah, that's a long way. So he doesn't see, mis- see his parents either. It's a new experience for him as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think everybody can go into the same direction. I, I got you. Um, if you don't mind me asking, why do you think you weren't as happy growing up? Was it just like you felt like something was missing? Um, or you just didn't feel satisfied with what you were doing? I think just, I just didn't know enough about myself. Yeah. And to stay true to yourself, you have to know what your core values are. And um, it just takes time sometimes, I think. I never regret, like, regret is like such a painful word. Uh-huh. You don't have to worry about it. Okay. I just um, wanted to make sure that the sound yeah. quality was good. But you're so, like, I never get anything I did in my in my childhood because everything that I did, like, led me up to this moment. Yeah. And <coughs> so I can't say that I wasn't as happy as I was because I was just trying to, like, st- I, I was trying to get, like, satisfaction through staying busy. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do that right now. It's just, like like achieve this and achieve that and do this and do that and then you'll get like satisfied but I just realized it's like all about like the little things mm-hmm. and that's what I'm doing right now and I I felt like the mindset that I created when I came here the first month already yeah. was like immense I just think it's all about like I had to stay true to myself because university can you can succumb only like mm-hmm. the, like yeah. meeting new people and you have to choose the direction you want otherwise you'll just like end up in a place you don't really like i think yes so yeah a lot of people say that springfield is probably one of the worst places to come to but i totally disagree with that like you can make like it's such a cliche thing to say but you make it the way you want i think yeah and like i'm i met like good friends as you i met taron i have a great team like all these things I couldn't like, wish for any better I think yeah I, it sounds great to me and I think everything that you just said makes sense um, if you don't mind me asking about you said something about your core values like can you put that into words you think um, I haven't really like written it out or yeah. thought about it one big word that I always held up like high for myself I don't know if that's the right way to say it but I think you get what I'm saying say it again like 
one of the words that I always put forward for myself to like uh, try to achieve uh-huh. and not achieve but like go go after. Okay. Is authenticity. Okay. Yeah. And be like genuine. Be yourself. Yeah. Like, like life gives you things and puts you in situations where you can go all like in all different directions, mm-hmm. and you can only. You choose. You you have like so many things in, con- in your control, and yeah, it's your responsibility to choose the direction that you want. And you can, <coughs> um, you can listen to other people for sure, but you have to know what you're after. And you gotta know what you want. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel like you're doing that here in Springfield? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I gotcha. So. Like, I have plenty of people that tell me that Springfield's not that good, or it's boring, or it's yeah. whatever. I think a lot of people go to college for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I remember whenever I came to Springfield, it was the point of I wanted to go someplace where no one knew me and do more or less what you said. But I think a lot of people are afraid to do things and be themselves because they don't know if not necessarily it'll work out for them or it'll be fun or easy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, it kind of uh, reminds me of your title, which is The Pursuit of Happiness. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay. And like, I don't, the, the only word I don't like in the sentence is a pursuit. Yeah. Which is, I don't want to offend you or anything. Go ahead. <laughs> I just go. Tell me what um, you want to tell me. So I kind of, like, I can say that right now I'm, ha- I'm happy, which is like probably one of the biggest things you can say as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way, th- like a lot of people, it's such a hype to like find happiness and especially the American dream is like, you have to do this and this and this. <laughs> yeah. so, like, I don't want to offend anything about America because I think it's a great thing. Like they've, they're so proud of their country and they have so many like just valuable values. Yes. And but there are some things about everything. Um, <laughs> it's just like one of the end goals of people's lives. And I said it before, like people have think that they have to do this and this and this or have this and this and this to get to the point where they want. But I think it's all about like a state of mind. And a lot of people think that they have to do like fun things yeah. or good things to in order to feel happy. Mm-hmm. But what if they, those things like fall away, then your happiness falls away as well. So what I think about happiness is just about like appreciating, just wherever you are, what with whatever you have, and yeah, just enjoy the little moments instead of thinking in material things or yeah, just yeah. That makes sense. Do you think so? Whenever you think of happiness, then is it more about? It's not like you're pursuing it. It's just the things in your life that you can come to appreciate will make yeah, you happy. Yeah, so I just think that a pursuit is something like far away, and some people get even this desperate for it then. Yes. Um, which is a pretty sad thought because, in like happiness, you can achieve happiness, and in five years you can, you can never achieve it. Maybe if mm-hmm. you think about it like that. But if you just stop and think, like try to think where you are at that moment then yeah. because of course when I came here I had such a great opportunity to meet so many new people but I think everybody like 
the listeners and just you and, and me, just wherever you are, like, appreciate the little moments I would say. There you go. Okay. So, what made you decide to come? I agree with what you just said, by the way. But, like we just said, that some people think Springfield is a dump or whatever they want to call it. What made you decide that you wanted to come here? Springfield? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of the, ten- the tennis program. Mm-hmm. Um, I f- didn't mention it, but they probably already figured it out. You are on the tennis team here at UIS. And that's um, my understanding, a good tennis player. Yeah, so it's basically just the scholarship. Okay. Which seems, uh, yeah, a bit stupid to like choose to, towards that way, but it's just really expensive as an international athlete mm-hmm. or just as an international student to come here because um, tuition, tuition is like a lot cheaper in Belgium. Really? So we didn't really plan on that and we had to choose with the, yeah, just the options that I had and I was so convinced that this place was gonna give me, I was just gonna feel comfortable here. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I came here uh, by like, I was contact, I was contact, contact by the tennis coach. Yeah. Which I think. Uh, How do you think they found you? Just you yeah, playing that video, game? So okay. An advisor put my video out with a description and then. Okay. Uh, in that way, so. Was that your high school coach? I'm assuming. No, we don't have a. Oh, we don't have high school teams or sport teams in Belgium, which is really a different culture. Yeah. That is pretty different. Yeah, that's so why like so many. I have a couple of friends who came here to just be an athlete because combining your studies and your sport is convenient. Is that what you'd say? It's like it doesn't exist in Belgium, basically. Okay. okay. Especially in university, it's so difficult. Huh. So yeah. So there's now like collegiate athletes over in Belgium. There is a really small, like I would say, system or program. So it's nothing like, like NCAA or anything. No, there are. I think there are four big universities in Belgium. Okay. And yeah, it, it's nothing like NCAA or anything. Do you like the whole system of being a college athlete here? Then? Yeah, it's for sure. Just being a student athlete is is something really special. Like I think sport in general, it, it just it just learns you so much, so many things. It's like a school of life, and just if you think about like time management, and as an athlete, you have like responsibilities on and off the court, mm-hmm. um, which which is hard to get used to in the beginning. But once you you find your rhythm and you find just your class, like if you get in a rhythm with your class schedule, with your homework and everything, it works out, I which is really good. So the tennis team here, <coughs> would you say it's fairly decent? It's, yeah, it's incredible. Okay. Like, that's probably one of the reasons why I felt so great in the beginning. Okay. Because uh, before, no, I came here a little bit early before the the whole school started. Okay, and so like st- you came over. Yeah, okay. and right. I stayed with the uh, two seniors, Sam and okay. uh, Logan, I don't know if you know them. I know Sam. And they just made me feel so comfortable, and just from that moment on, there was like kind of family for me, which is, yeah, you just spend, in you wake up at six to go to waste or conditioning at 7 a.m., mm-hmm. and then you travel with them every single day, play with them every day, and yeah, it's just such a bond that you create. <laughs> Which is pretty sad because, of course, they're seniors and you know that you're going to leave them. Yeah. But it makes you appreciate every single moment with them even more. So. Well, That's you're going to be that guy eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Three years, it's, yeah. it's going to be you. You're going to be the one doing that with the freshman on the team. <laughs> but we still have plenty of time to think about that. 
Um, so Sam's the captain on the tennis team. Yeah, Sam and Logan, they're both captains. Oh, okay. And especially Logan, uh, he's my doubles partner. Oh. So yeah, in tennis you play 2v2 sometimes, so yes. he's my partner. And yeah, yeah, like the chemistry between us makes us play on a higher level than we used to because we just raise each other to such a high level. Well, that's pretty dope. Uh, yeah, the, like both captains mean so much to me. I because the whole thing with with seniors and even they don't have to be an athlete. Just in general, seniors here at, at the university, they've been through the whole process already. Mm -hmm. So I kind of see them as a book. Like the author of a book, he spends probably sometimes a couple of years, four or five years, on writing a book. Yes. So all the knowledge is already there in the book. So I just see seniors as like. They've been through the whole process, they've experienced everything. Maybe not the same things as you, you're gonna go through. Yes. But you have to learn from them because they can help you. Yeah. I got gotcha. sure. you. Are you gonna I do wanna ask something about tennis. I don't wanna get off the top of the So you don't seem like the type of person to get pretty frustrated or anything. Does do you get pretty angry in tennis or anything ever? Like say you played bad. Are you the type to get pretty hard on yourself? Um, tennis is such a mental sport and that's why it's, it probably learns me a lot in life as well but going back to your question <laughs> um, I would say that especially when it gets really intense I get calmer really it's I don't know something that sometimes I need to you, like you need to be frustrated to like get yourself back in the in the zone to like get your heart rate going or just get yourself back in the zone but once you get really once it gets like really intense and it's, it's a really close match then somehow I just get really calm and everything makes sense at that point so okay so whenever you're playing doubles how does that work with you and Logan yeah do you guys like call if you're gonna do something or? yeah so uh, the whole thing with college tennis doubles it's super important mm -hmm. uh, just for the, the overall like point system I would say and it's only one set so it can take up to only like 20 or 30 minutes which is super short yeah and it's a lot about like momentum um, so yeah it's all about calling the right plays and just trusting yourself so much because a lot of things can happen uh, in such a short amount of time yeah so you better be there and <laughs> I got you get that momentum so you think tennis has helped you build confidence or something like that? Yeah, it um, just about failing as well. Okay. I think sport in general makes you accept failing, which failing is a is a, a word that I don't like to use because I don't think failing exists. Okay. Well, that's just the way I look at it. Um, just in so many aspects, like uh, dealing with pressure moments, just connecting with people and yeah there are so many things to it <laughs> that's all right so do you think you're gonna keep playing tennis after college yeah for sure i think college is probably the the peak really of a lot of players uh -huh. um but yeah when i'm when i get out of college i'm 22 and probably the peak of a tennis player is around 27 or 28 so mm -hmm. i might Play, but a lot of people on my team already say like after this I'm just I'm just gonna stop because this is the high like the high point of my life yeah 
I hear um, a lot of people that are college athletes say they're gonna yeah. just call it a day after. But just college. the love for their game is a little bit too much to <laughs> to stop after this. That's admirable. Yeah. So you want to play professionally? No, for sure not. Okay. I, like now, I <laughs> I have so much I have so much uh, I put so much value in tennis. Uh huh. Um, but I've a lot of things I want to accomplish besides that as well. So I gotcha. Well, that's pretty reasonable. Whenever, so, like, are you just going to play tennis for fun afterwards? Or is it going to be, like, how does that work? I think I'm a little bit too com- too competitive to, that's what I, to just, like, hit the ball with somebody. Which is, like, which, is can, which can be fun as well, but I will always find something to push myself forward or challenge myself. Do you think academics is like that, too, for you? Yeah, for sure. Um... What's your major, by the way? We didn't uh, talk about I'm that. double majoring in business and psychology. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. So how's that going to work? Um, I was, uh, like, when I came to college, I was, my first major was business. Mm-hmm. And I had my psychology major, like, one month ago, I think. Because business is such a general topic. And especially with the American... We have a liberal art school. Yes, if I'm not mistaken. you are yeah. correct. So you have to <laughs> basically choose in your third year where you're gonna like specialize in. Yes. So I knew that at times, so I just picked business because it interested me, but I kind of don't want to sit behind a desk. Doesn't uh, seem like a fun job. Yeah. So I, I accept that if people want that, like, um, but I don't know. During the the first months, I was taking a business class, and it just didn't really seem the thing for me yeah I knew that it's I always thought that I was gonna um, end up like creating my own company or something like that so I just wanted to have like a business background okay but then I also learned more about myself and I just get so much satisfaction about um, helping somebody to reach his highest level in just life and sport which is like yeah so if like whenever you said you want to start your own company like does that idea mean you just want to be your own boss um maybe it's not the right thing to say that i want to start my own company but i've always been somebody that um i want to work with people for sure i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. be on myself um but i don't know i'd say it's uh you want to keep your individuality, but you want to work with others. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I will always have my own ideas. Uh huh. Um, and it's not that I only want to do it my way, which I know the value of, of other people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this 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 is this seems like I'm like. No, you're <laughs> okay. No. Trust me. I, um, if I could tell you what everything that I wanted, it would be a very long time for me to get the right yeah. answer. So that's all right. Um. Hey, no, w- yeah. Go ahead. No, I would say that. Um, especially with psychology, I I want to like raise people to their highest level and maybe create a system that I can help the most people with. Okay. And I think having a business background can help with that. So you to still reach the ke- hi- like the highest amount of people with that. Okay. So you still want to keep your business major? Yeah, for sure. You think you'll be able to handle both of those? Like I'm not trying to say I doubt you, but I mean that doesn't sound. Fun. I think it's just prioritizing your classes because. If you only if you only are a business major, you will take classes that are, don't count to, towards your business major. Mm-hmm. So I might as well 
choose a topic that I really int- like I'm really interested in which is bi- psychology and just add it <laughs> so whenever you decided to pick psychology was it just that you were always interested in people um, I kind of found that out when I came here especially with the theme um, and I'm satisfied when I can help myself or when I'm improving myself but mm-hmm. there is something about helping like, others yeah it's just uh, the satisfaction I get from that from that is insane I gotcha do you feel like this might be a hard question to answer just because we're obviously young but I'll still ask it anyway <laughs> you can go. Do you, do you feel like you can have an impact on people? Like, I can tell you I think you can. But I'm just wondering, like, do you feel like you already have an impact now and you just want to make it bigger or try to help people? Um, a lot of people, like in my last tennis academy and just a lot of people in life, they they always appreciated when I said something to him and uh, to them. And even as when I was 16 or 17, people came to me for advice on some some kind of things yes and that just feels good at the same time but the only thing I sometimes like I care about is just it's not that I, I have all the knowledge or yeah. I can like <laughs> I have a solution for any problem I, I just there is something about figuring out what they are dealing with and just trying to like guide them in the right way I, I don't want to sound like a mentor or anything no there's not but the um yeah some people said that it had an impact on their life, which feels really good. That's pretty amazing. Not everybody can say that either. <laughs> but I think there's something valuable in society that some people don't think about is the impact that they have on others. And I think you, at least if you don't already, but it sounds like you do, you understand that you have an impact on others. And I think, especially in high schools or where people are insecure about themselves or whenever they come to a place like this where they don't know anybody, you don't really understand or appreciate how much it is just by talking to somebody. I think a lot of people like get snapped and get too fast, the rat race type situation where they don't really appreciate understanding. We're people, we need other people, and we yeah, need to I feel appreciated. Agree that. Just one thing I will always value is like just go out there and meet people like Especially like just you, like I w- it's such a coincidence of meeting you in the in the link in Lincoln and mm-hmm. just yeah. It's just, amazing how things work out. Yeah, it's crazy. And just adding new perspectives to your own life is. Yeah. Now, have you ever thought about doing something like this? Podcast. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've thought about it before. Yeah. What's just, the option? Um, because I I have the type of conversations that we have uh-huh. like a lot. I gotcha. Um. I just enjoy like getting to know somebody mm-hmm. because <laughs> if I can say one thing about I don't, it's not only American people do it, especially Belgians do it as well. It's when you go up to somebody and you say like like especially Americans, they are really excited when they see like hey how are you, but then when you actually ask how they are, they kind of like not back up, but you don't you don't get to know them that well mm-hmm. or. Do you know what I mean? Like, like they at the at first contact they say like, "Hey, how are you?" But then, a lot of people say like, "Good, how are you?" But yes. After the behind the good, there's like so much more that people don't really share, and I'm okay with that. But when I ask somebody, "How are you?" Like, I want to know what's going on sometimes, which is like, yeah. You th- you said Belgians were the exact yeah, same. Yeah, for way. sure. I 
I always thought that America, like when I came here, it was something that like uh, surprised you? surprised me. Okay. But then I realized that my friends were there as well, so okay. it's just a universal thing, I think. So you think that's the whole psychology thing? You want to be able to understand how people actually are? Yeah, just psychology is all about, like, if you can feel, it's just like all the little things in, in the day. If you can, like, approach it with the right mindset, that's what psychology is all about, just feeling good and, yeah. Because also about happiness is, and about psychology, sometimes you just have to accept that some things suck. Yeah, and it's like being optimistic is not saying like if it rains it's like oh it's so warm or trying to like like deny or deny the the situation sometimes it's like okay yeah this just accepting the the things that go around like they are going around and just move forward from there so. yeah do you think like playing sports and accepting failure that kind of helped you with stuff probably like that? I didn't like before you said that I didn't realize it Probably, but um, yeah, it's just all about accepting and yeah, just moving on. I got you. That's pretty reasonable. Um, you said something about how you were surprised about Americans and how they didn't actually yeah. say how they feel. Did you expect it to be more brash? Um, I always had this idea that American people always, when I when I looked at interviews, they always go like, "This is so excited." <laughs> this and that and I'm like okay yeah they're like so super positive and but I want to know what's behind that okay. as well and there is something about because there's such a positive vibe all over America which this is probably the reason why I I just love this is my kind of happy place I would say I gotcha um, so yeah it's probably one of the reasons that make that make me feel so so positive about being here mm -hmm. um, have you been here before, before you've no, gone to college? No, this was the first time. <laughs> Man, what a flex. <laughs> I think I've never been out of Europe either. Okay. So, yeah, it was a big step. Sounds like it. Yeah. Did anything else surprise you whenever you came over here? Like anything um, major at least? That people don't use uh, for, uh, knives. They don't <laughs> use knives? Oh, we just use the force like that? They do everything with it. Got to put your elbow grease into it. Yeah. <laughs> just like little things. I got Funny things. So do you think you want to stay here in America or you want to go back to Belgium? That's a big question. Haven't decided and yet. I, I thought about it a lot. Because uh -huh. um, it's, it's a pretty big thing to say. When over break, I went back home. This uh -huh. is going to be so honest. And okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, so when I went back to Belgium, I expected that I would have the same mindset and I would have the same feeling that I had right here uh -huh. about just have this good feeling and just just happiness the way I was talking about it before mm -hmm. just enjoying the little moments but then when I came back home all of a sudden it just wasn't there and it was not because something changed or it was just my whole childhood and nothing bad happened in my childhood I don't want to I don't no, want to make it sound okay. like that no. but um, it just it was something different and just coming here and having all these experiences just made me feel welcome and made me feel good here. So do you ever get homesick? Um, of course, there are, because if you don't, then I think you don't appreciate your parents that much. Yeah. Um, like, it's crazy, like, without my parents, I wouldn't be the person I was today and 
I wouldn't even be here and have be on this podcast, yes, <laughs> which <true laughs> would be the worst thing ever. But um, yeah, like the little things about my mom making food or yeah. just coming home to my dad and my my stepmom, and just sitting sitting with them, like late, having late night conversations on in the garden with my stepdad or just all these little things. But I mean, we. Sometimes you have to make decisions that will lead you to a, a better you, or mm-hmm. and there you is no like reason to regret that. I think. Yeah. So, of course, homesick. It sometimes hits you, but I mean, I don't feel sorry for myself because there is no point in it. I think it's a really good thing because that makes makes you realize that you appreciate your family, do your family, and just the basic things in life. So. Yeah. I gotcha. So you feel like you're making the right decision being here at least? Yeah, for sure. And I think my parents know that as well. Even, uh, by the way, I'm texting. My mom was like, I can tell by the way you're texting that you're like at the right place in your life. (laughs) uh, The right place uh, at the right time in your life. Which makes me feel really good because that means that she can even, she knows me so well. And if if she says that, then it gives me kind of confidence that I'm, doing the right thing. That makes sense. Yeah. Are you excited? Has Taryn met your parents before? It's going to be the first time in Europe. You excited? Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. It's just, they, they, this is my first girlfriend, so, yes. and my mom, in, my, in her last email, she said, like, if she was able to get in your heart, like, she must be something special. So <laughs> she's so excited to meet her. Um, and I've met her parents as well. Um, they're amazing, like, especially, like, not, not speaking their mother, la- like, I'm speaking their mother language, but mm-hmm. not as comfortable as Native American. Um, but, yeah, they, the first time I met them, I was already super comfortable, it was, it was at their house, and every, I think, like, twice a week, they just ask how I am, and... Well, that's pretty cool. That's, that's super exciting, and last week, they were so cute, they send me a care package <laughs> with like well, <laughs> my nice. favorite snacks and everything so that's amazing that yeah it that's just means cool. a lot to for like the parents of somebody they like truly love like appreciate you already um so yeah that's pretty exciting so if you don't mind me asking why was Taryn your first girlfriend did you just not connect with anybody back home so i had a lot of um Commitment issues, I think if that's the right... Fear of commitment? Yeah, kind of that. Okay. So, there were... I always thought that, like... When I was 18, right before I came here, I thought I couldn't fall in love. Really? It was a super strange feeling, because every time... Not every time, I mean, like, maybe I was... I had a little bit of interest in two girls. And... Just, I couldn't, like, have the, the connection that I thought it would be. Yeah. Or like it wouldn't. It's not like that spark or anything. I'll go with that word. <laughs> that's fine. But um, yeah. So every time I was, I was trying to like get to that feeling. But every time it just, when I get close, when I got close to somebody, I just backed off somehow. Really? Okay. So yeah, when I was when I met Taryn, uh, well, like I saw her first, and I was like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's on that face. <laughs> no, uh, she's she's so beautiful. But um, yeah, so 
Okay, now I got off track. <laughs> now you're making major brownie points right now, I'll tell you that. No. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, about the commitment issue. So I just thought, like, okay, man, if you can't get over your commitment issues with this girl, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what, what else to do. So I just, I still had it in the beginning with her. But then as soon as I, like, I was like, you better fully commit or you will have regrets about it, for sure. Like, you fully commit to get to know that person as deep as you can. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And as soon as we started dating, I don't know, man, like, something, it hits you so deep. Like, I, I felt like I knew that, like, falling in love and loving somebody is something else because a lot of people say that falling in love only lasts for a couple of months and then you get to know that person that well. Mm-hmm. But from the very first week or even day, we it's something special about the way we talk about it to each other, to each other, not about each other. Uh-huh. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but um, I don't know, it's like, I, I will never be able to explain that feeling that well, yeah. I think. But yeah, I always try to like get as close as possible because I I will never like uh, take it for granted or anything, which is it. I gotcha. So how did you first meet Taryn? Um, the first time, our first day was um, we went to a soccer game. Oh. Oh, we tried to go to a soccer game, but it started raining. Oh. <laughs> and uh, also a really a thing that Americans do. I don't know why I came up with it. Is like <laughs> when you first meet somebody, you either like give a hug or anything yeah but that's not the thing here no <laughs> i mean like <laughs> or you shake your hand or something but yeah. i don't know um i don't know why i came up with that so the first time uh, we went out was uh soccer game it started raining so we just went to the union and talked for i think three hours hey. which i was man, i'm a t- i was a terrible talker with, with girls like <laughs> i bailed out after 30 minutes i was like oh my god what i have to say <laughs> But then with her, it just went so smooth and, yeah, from one time to the next and That's from one day to the, to the other one and then, yeah. And the rest is history. Yes. Well, I'm glad you guys are very happy. You're both wonderful people and I'm glad you guys are in love. But that's still pretty cool. So, you said you can't describe it. Yeah, I just... Like it's, it's a you? feeling so deep deep inside of you. Okay. Well, that's how I feel about it. It's it's gonna sound so cliche, but it is something that I don't know. I've never seen any quote or any description that can describe the feeling I have, which is a really big thing to say. Um, but yeah, it's like oh, I, I I don't think I cleared out what I was going to say with falling in love and and loving somebody. It's like I'm already like I'm still in love with her, but. I'm sure that I love her. It's not only falling in love or being in love with somebody, like I love her like so much. And it's just, I know that because she's probably my best friend and I just, I don't know. When when some, when people like see us walking around or they just start smiling. Yeah, I just like to have that, just like appearance with her. That's amazing. So I will ask one last question, but uh, like, did you, whenever you were talking about, I don't want to say fear of commitment, but commitment issues, mm-hmm. like, did you just know there was something different about Taryn? Or did you just, 
was it a feeling that you thought I can't let this one get away or what was it um it wasn't um I mean, it's not an easy question to answer because you're trying to describe can you ask you it one more time from the like beginning. would you just say whenever you were dealing with like your fear of commitment or oh, commitment yeah, issues was it you just didn't want to let this get this one get away or did you just uh, know something was different or what was it it was definitely no like love on the first side I know okay. that's an expression in English but close so. <laughs> um, but there was something about the way like you can tell if somebody acts a diff- like a kind of way or mm-hmm. because I never like I don't know if somebody's I don't know like it was just something special like when I first talked to her like talking for three hours about like things that really like matter and just she understood me from the very first moment and I think if you can understand somebody from we're we're now five months we're dating for five months but even after the first week I think she was probably the only person that like understood me like how I wanted to be understood and I think if you can have that after one week that just gives me so much confidence for the future oh, that's pretty awesome <laughs> I can't believe you guys have been dating for five months already yeah time's flying by yeah <laughs> do you feel like it's going faster here uh, just time in general mm-hmm. yeah actually especially the second semester once you get in that rhythm of uh, classes tennis and everything it goes really fast which is a, it's a good time but sometimes I think like Sometimes I just sit down and try to like slow things down, literally like, yeah. I mean like, I just want to enjoy this so much and I'm super glad that even after the first month I was like not taking it for granted Yeah. because I see a lot of people just like rushing through the days and kind of like, I'm like guys, you're in college, like you better enjoy this moment just as any, any other moment in your life, but just, I don't know. I'm just so grateful for everything, so... Well, I'm glad you're appreciating it, at least. Yeah. We only have three weeks left, and then it's finals, oh and then goodness. we're gone. <laughs> How are you... Like, do you have a bunch of stuff that you have to move out of your dorm? Uh, I tried to, like... Because I only could bring one suitcase. Uh-huh. But then, of course, I got some things here. Um, which we'll figure it out. Probably leave it somewhere... Uh, because I have a town next year, which is... Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how that goes. I haven't figured it out yet, but... I gotcha. Well, we talked about this very briefly, and I was just wondering why... Mm-hmm. I think you said you just ran out of time, but you played guitar. Oh, yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> you played, like, a Justin Bieber song just to flex <laughs> on me. <laughs> I was flexing? Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, you, you were flexing sure. on me. Of course. That's probably only the only song I know, but... Um, I think I started it when my brother and my cousin started playing at a family party. Uh-huh. If you can call it a party. You know those family... Yeah, family, <laughs> family I reunions. What, I don't know what to call it. Yeah. Um, yeah, they started playing and I was like, this seems interesting. And then I just learned it by myself. Don't expect too much if you <laughs> see me with a guitar. But I just knew like four chords or five chords. And you can literally play 200 songs with it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like that. If that Justin Bieber s- song surprised you, then yeah, <laughs> you, you, you surprised me. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was I was anxious to hear what you're gonna play yeah. whenever you said. I was surprised with your singing as well, isn't that? Oh wait, <laughs> no, no. my singer, yeah, your yeah. singer. <laughs> I've yet to hear you sing. 
So why'd you stop, by the way? Just like, you didn't uh, have the time or what? I don't know. It was kind of a thing that I was trying out and I I would rather listen to somebody playing guitar than playing myself. Why is that? I don't know. Like, some things stick with you and some things don't. And mm-hmm. Are you playing well these last days? Well, yeah. It's one of the things that I get to do that Yeah. I just, I just love, like, I think it was three days ago that you were just, like, looking out of the window and just playing on your guitar. And I think if you can really, like, play, uh, play an instrument, you can get, like, in your own head and, like, just escape everything, which can be a really good thing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's the whole reason why I do it, man. I know. It must be so, so cool, but... It makes me feel good whenever I do something right, but whenever I can just sit in that lounge and look out over the like that yeah, tiny quad sure. and just like chill out, it feels yeah. pretty good. But I'm telling you, the listeners, I'm telling Technic Nope, he has to start his he start he has to start writing his own songs because this guy is such a interesting brain, and I want to see it in his songs. So well, thank you, I appreciate. You better that. push him. I'll, I'll make you deal. At least before we graduate, I'll have a song, but we'll see how that works out. So, would you call tennis your escape? Like, the way I have my guitar, do you think you have an escape? Um, or do you even want an escape? Like, you said you read earlier. Yeah, so, uh, throughout whole high school, I wasn't really interested in reading because the only books I was reading was mandatory. Because yeah. it was for, like, school projects. I gotcha. But then, um, <laughs> when I talked about the seniors, uh-huh. I was referring to, uh, like reading a book about like I, I read a lot of nonfiction because I know that people with so many re- like years of research and so many different perspectives in one book and if you can learn something that somebody else learned in five or ten years and you can literally read a book in one or two days then it's yeah it's incredible and talking about like escaping uh, I, I, I don't know if I like that word I don't yeah. know if I have another word for that, but it's probably one of the, not the only thing, but probably one of the only things that can really relax me. I mean, a, lo- a lot of people, they try to like, get away from the world by looking at Facebook and looking what other people are doing and yeah. a lot of those things, which of course I do it as well, but when I really um, try to just like relax, I combine it with I read and then I do meditation as well. Okay, you meditate. Which is a, yeah, Marcel Yoder, which is my sports psychologist. I see him like once a week. Really? Um, he kind of got me into it. And I think it's, it, it has changed my life. It is, <laughs> it is like, I give presentations about it in class. I'm like so into it right now. And I think it can be a really, like he can have an impact in everybody's life. Really? Um, S- tell me about the sports psychologist. Like, how does that work? What is that? Uh, the sports psychologist I'm seeing. Uh huh. So I kind of, I met him on the first day of school. Um, he was giving a presentation about how to deal with pressure mm-hmm. and just about like embracing the pressure instead of like succumbing under the pressure. Um, and he, at the end of the presentation, he said like. If there's one person that you need to meet before you leave here, it's me. And it's a really big thing to say, but 
uh, like for him to say. Mm -hmm. But um, I, there was something about him, and I know that mentors can. I think probably one of the the things I realized here is how mentors like can like raise you to a high level. Yes. And the first email I sent to him was just about like, hey, I don't have anything specifically that I want to work on right now. I don't have like any. I, of course, I have like I'm overthinking and I have anxiety, but there was not really a thing that I was really sad about that I wanted to work on. I was like, I just want to meet you and see where it goes, which is probably the also like. I think. I'm convinced that everybody has to see a therapist. Like. It's not only to like help you out of the, bad things in life. It's not bad, but you know you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It's also about like appreciating the good things and. One thing that you can work on is like how to change something bad to good, but another thing is also to just maintain the good things. And just it helped me so much with dealing with thoughts because I'm, I'm an overthinker, overthinker and ah. <laughs> <laughs> I think just by talking to me, you know, you, you get what I'm saying when I say that. But um, yeah, he just, one of the big things he said was everything like everything is how it is supposed to be like mm -hmm. um, and meditation helped me a lot with that as well okay I didn't mean to cut you off uh, on your original thought but I've heard people talk about sports psychologists and whenever they have a problem in their game or something I just thought that was pretty interesting do, would you ever do that sports psychologist yeah yeah I'm thinking about it because uh, I think a sports psychologist, and that's al also one of the reasons I go to him, it's not only, I think sport is so connected with life. Yeah. And when I talk about uh, an issue that I have on court, we prob it probably comes from somewhere in your life or so somewhere that you have like a lack of confidence or just anything that leads you to that problem on court. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, I would rather be a sports psychologist because then I can see non-athletes and also athletes because I believe that sports psychologists also have the knowledge. I don't want to sound like psychologists don't, don't know enough or anything, but I think sports psychologists have a good like sense of just combination of life and sport and this okay. that might be one of the things that I'm going to work on. I gotcha. Like, do you have like certain career paths laid out? Obviously, laid out's a hard word to say, but like things you've thought about other than sports psychology, is that what you're just leaning towards? Like since I was a kid, I was, I never, I think I never had like one thing that I was gonna aim for. Yeah. And even now, I'm like, yeah. I, I had a few, if I'm being honest. Huh? I had a few, if I'm being honest. Oh. But that's okay. I I can yeah, say it's and, different. Um, I think it's also a good thing because it. it um, it stimulates you to like be really open to new new things yeah. and new perspectives and I know that I trust myself that I will find the right way if I stick true to myself and I will find the thing that I will be really passionate about which is really hard because like trusting your own future yeah. <laughs> is probably one of the worst like one of the hardest things to do but it's intimidating yeah it's hard it's easy to get intimidated by it but I have to stay. I have. I have to trust myself that I will stay true to myself, and 
I think if people do that, the rest will follow. I respect that. I got <laughs> faith in you. I'm sure you will. Um, so, this whole idea of staying true to yourself, it's interesting. I guess the biggest thing that I'm curious about is, I already asked you if you wanted to stay here or go to Belgium again, but from what it sounds like, you're going to wind up staying here. I know you haven't made that decision, but you said yourself that you had a different feeling whenever you went back home. Yeah. Um, I, I think probably one of the reasons that I wasn't feeling the way I was feeling here when I went back to Belgium mm -hmm. is because I didn't establish my mindset or enough or like I didn't have it like as strong as I, how I wanted it to be to have it everywhere I will go so Belgium it doesn't have like a bad background or anything but it just I think it takes some time to time to feel comfortable with the way you're feeling mm -hmm. and when you can do that I can probably go back to Belgium and have the same feeling I'm having here but yeah. I think I have to establish it first and just keep working on just my mindset and everything so I, I can you. feel the same way just wherever I go. <laughs> I gotcha. When that, it's kind of interesting, man. Like, you're an athlete and everything, but it sounds like you like to learn. Not everybody's that way. <laughs> like, do you consider, like, would you go to graduate school or anything to keep learning? Or? Yeah, for sure, because of course, as an athlete, you only have four years of eligibility, mm -hmm. which will run out in my senior year. Um, and from that moment, I don't know, it's something about learning. If I will, I believe that I will be like a lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. And if, if I feel comfortable going to grad school, I'm going to go to grad school. And if there are opportunities on the way that seem interesting to me, I will take it. But, um, I just feel right now I'm pretty set on going to grad school for sure. And what I'm going to do in grad school, I don't know, but I gotcha. uh, I think that will sort it. Like, when the time is there, I will probably know what I want to do. I gotcha. If we have a grad school here at UIS, would you go to this one? We'll Maybe. see. Because it's really hard uh, to stay here as an international student. Uh -huh. Because uh, to make it affordable, because your athletic scholarship runs out. Right. you're not an athlete anymore so I kind of I'm kind of looking for a spot as a GA which okay. is a graduate, graduate assist assistant as a tennis coach like a tennis assistant um, and UIS is not the best program or like the best university to do that yeah. they make it really hard for international students so I might just yeah look at some other universities and yeah it will sort its way it, it's, it will sort it out when, I, when I'm there. I, I gotcha. Uh, would you consider going to another university in America to be a GA or something like that then? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's all like about the future. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm thinking about it, but I will just take it year by year and I will figure it out on the way. Living in, in yeah, the now, sure. right now. I gotcha. So what are you thinking so far? You like the podcast? Yeah, I love it. It's just, it's just a general conversation that we're having. Yeah. And if it's recorded, then it's recorded. And if it's not recorded, the same thing. Because mm -hmm. I believe that we have these conversations like a lot of the time. That's fine. <laughs> we're just joking around and <laughs> having fun. So I just, yeah. 
I love it. And it's also like I think it's really good for just my parents to see all of my images. Yeah. And just yeah, looking back later, like if you just see how you were thinking and just having that on tape is is pretty cool. I think. If you ever become a superstar tennis player, you never know. <laughs> you want to see how far we're into this puppy? Yeah. Um, I can tell you, we have two more Diet Cokes. Oh my goodness, that's four more hours. <laughs> right there. How is the soda, by the way? Does it taste alright? Soda? Yeah. yeah. Guess what? We just made it past an hour. Can you past believe that? Oh my goodness. I feel like it's been shorter than that, but I guess not. Yeah. So, I'll ask you the question. It doesn't mean we're ending the episode, but... This is the main reason why I think you find this podcast interesting. Do you think you know where I'm going with this, by the way? No. That's okay. Have you listened to the podcast before, young man? Uh, I listened to the first 10 minutes of, of one. Do you remember which one it was? Uh, I think it was with Alex. Okay. I got you. But I don't really remember what it was about. But That's all right. Well, I ask every guest that I have on, what makes them happy? What they do to try to make their lives better? what makes them enjoy their yeah. life like in the present tense like the things that satisfy them but also in general what makes them happy we've talked about it a little bit already yeah. we've touched on a few things but that's the more or less the general question are you <laughs> ready a, that's a long yeah it's it's a heavy a hitter um, so we'll start with the can you be a little bit more specific because that was a long question <laughs> what makes you happy like just like right now what do you enjoy doing on your daily basis um, I would say it's. You can't say diet coke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just throughout life, mm-hmm. like right now. Um, uh, it's just I'm just so happy with the person I am today, and I think the process of uh, of or having the feeling that you're trying to do everything to become better as a person and I think when I realize that I'm like on the way to respect myself I can I'm able to like respect others and like if I would say like if if I build self-respect I can uh, I don't know where I'm going with that no you're okay (laughs) it's a hard question most people take like a minute to think of everything that they want to say um, I can tell you what I think makes you happy. But you can go. Okay. I'll pick on that. For you, I would say your friends make you happy, your girlfriend, your tennis captains, your teammates. That's the stuff that makes you happy day to day. I'd imagine the reading thing makes you happy day to day as well. I'm going to scoot this back over here. But uh, the things that make you unhappy in life in general, I think you already touched on a lot of it. But being genuine, be true to yourself, challenge yourself. Make sure that you just don't like rest and not move forward. I think that's very important to you. And just what I found interesting is you're an athlete. Most people don't think athletes care much about their mentality or how smart they are or just their brain in general. But you, you're different. You actually care about what you think, what you put in your head, how you perceive things, and what's important to you. So, how? What do you think about that? That's that's incredible. Like that's exactly what I was 
trying to save up. <laughs> it was hard to put it out there. Communication. Right? Yeah, right so much. <laughs> no, it, it's just really, really nice to to hear that from somebody else as well. Right? Yeah, just there. Because being an athlete is, you get a lot of credit if you're an athlete, but mm -hmm. I want to be known as a person or yeah. the person I am and not like really the athlete or of course that's a really big thing of being a student athlete and you're representing the university you present your team but yeah I think there is so much more behind being a student athlete than just life well if it's any consolation I'll tell you right now whenever I think of Minnow I don't think of a tennis player I think of my friend so I appreciate that I would much. not ever worry about being considered just an athlete at least to me, that will never happen. Don't get me wrong, you are a tennis player, <laughs> but you are a person. Forthcoming, or however I should say that. I will warn you right now, I have to pee. Oh my goodness. But that's okay. Already? You only after your first diet coke? Uh, I thought you were experienced. I, I am experienced. I even <laughs> went to the bathroom before this, but that's okay. Have you, do you listen to any other podcasts, by the way? Uh, I listen to... Um, David Goggins. I've heard of him. Is he, isn't he the Marine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, some sports psychologist one, and just sometimes a really relaxing. It's in Dutch about like <laughs> a fairy tale they made make up. I don't know. He's just too. Yeah, I got too you. Relaxed. Well, I'll tell you the David Goggins thing kind of talks about your character right there. Um, for people that don't know, I'm not going to do a good job explaining, so you should probably follow up after what I just say here. But he's this Marine that completely turned his life around. And he's really hardcore, works out a lot, great shape. He's on Joe Rogan's podcast a few times, yeah, that's how I know about him. But he just, didn't he used to be like really fat and everything? Yeah, he kind of, he, was, he had a really rough, rough childhood, but um, yeah, he's, he's, he did some amazing things changed his life yeah took control of it you're all about that aren't you yeah there you go that's okay um i can tell you i'm a big joe rogan guy but uh i the whole joe rogan thing i like i kind of model this podcast similar i want it to be my own obviously For sure so this whole idea of having this conversation with people that i care about yeah. or i know or i'm interested in i think that's a little unique but uh i I feel like podcasts are becoming really popular. Yeah, for sure. And just I, th I just love the way you were doing it because it's so authentic. You just like, you. we make mistakes and you accept that I'm a Dutch, trying to speak <laughs> <laughs> a Dutch guy trying to speak English. You're doing a pretty good <laughs> job. You're doing a good um, job. So yeah, it's just, you just, you just feel super comfortable. Like you probably don't ed edit that much and you just, mm -mm. just accept the way it's going. And, I'm going to talk mad shit up about you, though, and I'll edit <laughs> that out, but that's okay. But yeah, I think it's pretty important to keep everything the way it was supposed to be. But uh, don't get me wrong, I've told you before, some people ask to edit stuff out, I do. But I think a big portion of what this podcast is is supposed to be what it's intended to be. Just yeah, like it's all sure. genuine, it's all authentic, yeah. as you might want to say. Because you come up with like super interesting questions, which is which are like interesting but it's really hard to answer of course because mm -hmm. it are really important questions that you don't want to just like fumble fumble something out that doesn't really matter so I had some troubles with explaining the thoughts I had that's alright I think yeah 
I can tell you the first couple of podcasts that I did weren't that great. There's some that the audio is bad and all that jazz. But I try, especially now, the more experience I've gotten, this is the 20th episode, obviously. It's been more about trying to appreciate and fully understand the person I interview. Yeah. And interview is a loose word, obviously. This is just a conversation. But I think you're very articulate. I think a lot of people probably don't see that in people at first, but that's what this whole podcast is about, is understanding each other. But I think it was pretty good. But do you have any questions for me, by the way? Um, I put you on the spot right there. How do you see your podcast in the future? How do I see my podcast in the future? I I can tell you how I want it to be is I want to have sponsorships. I want to be able to make money off. Everybody (laughs) listen. Yeah, I would love to just have a sponsorship to where I could do this for a living, talk to important people, interesting people, people have an interesting story. Like, just more or less do what we're doing now. There's people that make money off of it now. They're just a lot more and famous as of right what now. What do you think makes a, like an authentic podcast that special that you want to continue with it? Um, like, that would make people want to listen to it? Well, just for yourself, what, what motivates you to... What motivates me is... I talked about it a little bit on the last one, but it's more or less just about showing people that everybody's a human being everybody's capable of being understood and the whole reason why I want to do this is because I feel like it's my life's purpose to show people that everyone's human to show people that you can make others happy and that you don't have to take away from your own happiness and it's possible to just be happy by being around people and a lot of people I'm saying people a lot like people, people, people (laughs) but individuals I'll say it like that uh, sometimes lose sight of that, where everyone's human, everyone has thoughts. Whenever you think of somebody that's a dickhead, like you got to realize that dickhead has a family. Whenever, whenever we met each other, like the first instinct is, oh, this guy has a family, or like he's a brother, <laughs> he's a father, he's yeah, a son. Sure. But everybody's important in their own special way. And what makes me sad is to think that some people try to denigrate or slander or make people feel bad just because they don't see them as important but everybody has purpose and the whole idea of life doesn't have purpose or some people don't have a purpose makes me upset because they just don't realize the potential of what they have yet and there's individuals that will live their lives that will never understand that but if I can help like you said you want to help people I want to do the same thing I think we're going to do it in our own unique ways, obviously. Sure. I don't know if this podcast will be around. Hopefully it is. Maybe it won't be. But I want my life to be dedicated to making other people happy. And I think I find happiness in doing that. And people have called this altruistic. My honors director that I've had this mm-hmm. have had on the podcast, he said it was altruistic. And I think he meant that in a good way, but... Whenever people say stuff like that, they think it's not really feasible. Like, it's too good to be true. It's a utopian. But it's not. It's completely and totally possible to do stuff like this. Don't get me wrong. It's a process. But I have faith in this thing. Those are really big words. Um, (laughs) One thing that came up with me is that we both kind of have the same... Purpose, I think, mm-hmm. and as you said, we will do it in our unique ways. But 
throughout all of this, I think it's so important to like, don't forget about yourself because if you forget about yourself, you won't be like, I'm not talking to you as a person, I'm yeah. just talking to myself as well. I got you, I got you. Um, if you don't work on yourself and you don't respect yourself, you won't be able to help other people mm-hmm. the way you should, like the way you should help them. And I know that's always a thing about, that I say to people, if you can help as many people as you can, or as you want, but if you don't help yourself first, or if you don't know how to stay true to yourself, then you won't be as effective with that as yeah. you would want to be, I think. I, I think you're right. I'll be honest, I had plenty of my own struggles. I'm not saying I'm perfect now, or I do everything I should, no. but I used to be a lot different. Um, I used to be very quiet, used to be overweight, and I used to not talk to people in general, but life's all about trying to become better or becoming satisfied with yourself. I'm getting there. Do you feel like you're satisfied with you as of right now? With myself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it took me a long time. I always say it took me like a long time, 19 years, but some people don't find it their whole life. Yeah. And I think you can say it as well for yourself. Of course, we both have our own things that we are working on, but to say that, that we're proud of ourselves and happy, that's like a really big thing to say though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm super grateful that we just are the person that we are. I agree. And uh, I think we're pretty cool, not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> yeah, hey, I got faith in those words. So, I honestly, I feel like that was a really good podcast, man. Do you have anything else on your mind? I just want to say that I appreciate you. And I just want to, for the listeners that don't like are around all the time with in Lincoln or in the lounge, yeah. Ed Jackson is always the guy that asks people how they are. And don't tell him just, good, how are you? Because he wants to know like what's, what's all behind you, what's behind just you as a person. And he, you understand like me and people like so much because you actually care. And Thank you, man. I think that's a really good characteristic yep. to have. Um, yeah. I appreciate that, brother. Thank you. And I appreciate you too as well. But um, yeah, I thought this was a really good podcast. I can tell you, if people listen to this, they're going to be thoroughly impressed and enjoyed if you ask me. This was one uh, I've enjoyed every podcast I've done. So I'm not going to say any one's better than the other, but I thought this was a very good podcast. But this is very, you're, you're the big 20, bro. Yes. <laughs> but uh, 20th episode, we're on Spotify. We're about to be on iTunes. Hopefully by the time I release this, is Sunday a good time for you? Perfect. All right. Probably going to release it Sunday morning, and then the rest will be history. I'll start linking. I'll probably tag you stuff, and tag you in the Instagram post and everything if you're good with that. But you have anything you want to say? Shout-outs? Nothing? All right. Well, I would like to first thank you for being here. Would you like another Diet Coke, by the way? Of course. Okay. Hey, there you go. Um, we have made it. I'm going to guess it's been an hour and 15 minutes. That was a pretty good podcast, if you ask me. I'd like to thank you all for listening. 20th episode. I'm going to try to have a few more people on before the end of the semester, but as you know, we are college students. We do have to do work other than this as well. Uh, we also found a room in the basement of a building that is technically open space, but 
a round table that's dimly lit, but that's all right. We had a, to go on a little bit of an adventure to find it. That's okay. That's all right. We're experiencing new things. I think there was a chance for a tornado warning, so we are in the basement out of pure safety reasons. Probably come back here eventually. Would you be on the podcast ever again, by the way? On this one? Yeah. Yeah. You when we were boy like 45. And 45? Figured out our life. All right. What about like when we're seniors <laughs> and we're going to graduate? Of course. Okay. I'll be there. All right. Well, I'd like to thank you all for listening. Next episode, hopefully, will be out next Sunday. But we'll see what happens. Knock on wood. And please, don't forget to pursue your own happiness. All right.